BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to the Balance One Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and today we are doing a solo episode. It's the first solo episode in, I want to say, a couple months. I could be wrong, but judging by the Instagram post that I did this morning, so many of you said, I've been waiting for a solo. I was listening to the old solos and wondering when there was going to be a new one. So here we are with a new solo episode. I'm actually recording this episode in bed. So I can just set the scene for you guys a little bit. I'm in bed with my headphones on, my microphone. I have Hudson at my feet. Hudson is my beautiful fluffy cat for anyone who doesn't know. He's going to be six this July. And I cannot believe it because I got him when he was a month and a half old. He was so tiny. I was single. It was just me and Hudson in our last apartment and how times have changed. I cannot believe my little Huddy's going to be six. So if you guys have been following me since back then in 2015, you have to just give a little shout out on my Instagram and tell me that you remember me rescuing Huddy and bringing him home because to me, it feels like yesterday, but honestly, so much time has passed. So here we are. And in today's episode, it's going to be a solo, like I said, and I'm going to answer a bunch of the questions that you guys sent in on Instagram. I think we all know I could just talk and ramble for the whole episode, but I want to make sure that I'm covering topics that you want to know and that you're interested in and just answer your burning questions, especially in regards to spirituality, health and nutrition, updates with life and healing, updates with my life, relationships, blogging, all the things that you guys typically want to know about. And I'm also going to throw in some fun surprises. A lot of people had plastic surgery questions, which actually cracks me up, but I'm so happy to answer the questions. And we're just going to get into all of it. And before we do... A couple of quick announcements. One, the Celestial Diet and Lifestyle is finally launched into the world and I'm so excited and I'm going to be hosting the live version of the program starting on June 7th. So that is this Sunday. It's going to be seven days of pure magic with the celestial diet. So there's a meal plan for each and every day, which is all plant-based, salt, oil, sugar-free. It follows food combining and it's not rigid at all. So yes, you can modify it. 
If you're not ready to be 100% plant-based or you don't want to food combine or you love coffee, for example, and you don't want to give up caffeine, there's so many ways to modify the seven-day celestial diet and lifestyle program. And I think the main thing that a lot of people probably don't realize is just how open-ended it is. It's all about listening to your intuition. I want your intuition to guide the way. I am just your loose guide, but you know what works best for your body and that's something that this program is very much based around. And then there's a lot of guidance for people who are looking for that guidance and that specific meal plan. It's there. There are also daily journaling prompts, seven pillars to awakening and ascension from detox to healing, to cruelty-free, to healing in nature, to movement with incredible walking meditations, all the way to ascension and frequency and channeling. So this is both a spiritual program and a nutrition program. And there are also nine audio meditations, journaling prompts, like I mentioned. It's just so special. And it's for the seeker. It's for the healer. It's for the star seeds. It's for people who are looking to incorporate more plants into their life. And in this episode, I'm going to answer quite a few questions about it. So stay tuned for more specific questions. But just so you know, I will only be hosting the live version of this program once, as far as I know. And that starts on June 7th and goes until June 13th. So you have just a couple more days to sign up for the live version of this program. We will leave the link in the show notes. It's $201, which is my lucky number, which I know a lot of you know. I just could not, could not not price it at 201, which comes out to about $28 a day for the meal planning, for the meditations, for the journaling prompts. And then if you decide to do it, multiple times, like I kind of recommend, even though it's a seven day program for people to do it twice in a row. So you get 14 days out of it. Then it's only $14 a day. So think about that's like two coffees if you live in LA or one smoothie if you live in LA and it's just so worth it. And I know, I truly know that it will change your life. And my hope is that people will do it as many times as they want to, as many times as humanly possible. So you can also factor that in. Say you did it four times, then it would only come out to $7 a day. And I absolutely love that. So if you have any questions, send in your questions on Instagram, direct message, email me. My email is jordanatthebalancebond.com and I will try to make myself very available for all of your celestial questions for the next few days. And oh, I'm just over the moon. It's going to be so cool. And if you do it live with us, there is an accountability group. So you'll have friends going through it at the same time. I will do a little cooking demonstration in one of our live calls. Oh, because did I mention there's two live calls with me if you do the live program. So any more information that you want will be available at the link in the show notes. And second thing, before we dive into this episode, I would love to thank our sponsor for today's show, Sakara Life. I am such a huge fan of Sakara Life. I've been a fan of what Whitney and Danielle, the founders of Sakara, have been doing since 2013 when we all lived in New York. And they were some of the original supporters of the Blonde Vegan, my original blog. And I just love all things Sakara. And yes, Sakara is celestial friendly. So if you do dive into the celestial diet and lifestyle and you want to continue this plant based, healthy life, but you want it to be super easy 
and you don't want to cook or you don't have time, then you can just order Sakara and use the code BLONDE20 for 20% off your first order. So a little bit about Sakara. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. They have a menu of super creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that changes weekly, so you'll never get bored, and it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. And I have tried, seriously, I think I've tried every single plant-based or plant-based friendly meal delivery service that exists. And I can tell you that everything Sakara is the actual best. I love all of their meals, but I'm specifically a fan of their breakfast. I just think their breakfasts are so creative, so delicious and really make me feel alert and make me feel good and clean in the morning. So along with their delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials which you have probably seen on my Instagram because I'm super obsessed with their best-selling metabolism super powder, which is made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost your energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. I put that into my morning coffee or sometimes into my morning smoothie, and it makes me feel so alert and so good, you guys. You need it. I also have always been a fan of the Saqqara Beauty Drops, which I put into my water. It's chlorophyll, and it's just amazing. So they have received rave reviews from Vogue to Goop, the New York Times and beyond. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash balanced and enter the code blonde20 at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash balanced to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash balanced code blonde20. And yes, that link will also be in the show notes for your ease and to make it super easy for you to order your Saqqara. Yay. Okay. So now without further chit chat, let's get into this episode. I'll start answering your questions. And as promised, I will also be shouting out your Instagram accounts. Okay. This is such a fun question to start with. I'm so happy to start by talking about plant medicine. Quay Braylin says, would love to hear more of your views on magic mushrooms, microdosing, and how microdosing has expanded your mind during your spiritual journey. Okay, so it's been a while since I've talked about plant medicine and microdosing on the podcast, but I'm feeling spicy today and I'm feeling called to do it. So let's do it. First, I should start by saying I'm not recommending that you microdose, and I'm definitely not recommending that you microdose at home without any guidance, but I can just tell you my specific journey. I can also say don't necessarily do what I did because I am a person who just dives in headfirst. I don't always do things the cautious way or the safest way. I'm very just caution to the wind and I trust myself. I trust my intuition. So I tend to do things a little bit differently, but that's why I call myself a human guinea pig. And then I come back to the podcast and share all the details with you guys. And then you can make your best judgment call on how you would like to proceed if you would like to proceed at all. So let's just back up and say that I was never interested in magic mushroom psilocybin. I was never interested on in going on a psychedelic journey. I didn't even really know what that meant. This was about four years ago because I think a lot of you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I grew up pretty wild. I did a lot of 
drugs in high school and never had a really good experience with them, but did try a lot of things anyway. So after those experiences in high school, I kind of swore off drugs forever. And then I also stepped away from the alcohol kind of in my early 20s. I just was not interested in alcohol anymore, even though I would continue to drink a couple times a year until about three years ago. So when I started dating Jonathan and he started getting comfortable telling me that he had had experiences with psilocybin and these psychedelic journeys, he would explain these situations to me, these experiences where he would go on a hike in nature by himself, have some psilocybin and just have this completely spiritual psychedelic experience. And to be honest, I was kind of scared, but I was interested. And after we had been together for about a year, he suggested that we go out to the desert in Joshua Tree and go on a mushroom journey together. So I barely knew what this meant. Yes, I had tried psychedelics in high school, but when I did try it in high school, it was mixed with alcohol and with all this other stuff, which was actually so dangerous. And I can't believe I did that back when I was in high school. But On New Year's, maybe four years ago, Jonathan and I went out to the desert with some psilocybin in the form of a chocolate bar, and I just let him guide the way. He told me how much to take, and to be honest with you guys, and this is why I say don't do what I did, I think we took way too much. Like I took so much based off of his recommendation, And pretty much we split a chocolate bar. So I don't know how many milligrams that is. It's definitely not a microdose. That would be a full dose, a full macro dose, whatever you want to call it. And we started going on a walk out in the desert. And when it started to hit me, first, everything just started to look very technicolor and just very beautiful. Everything was more pronounced. The world started to sparkle. And then as it got more and more intense, I started noticing patterns everywhere, patterns on the mountains that matched patterns in the sky and in the clouds and on the ground. And just started realizing, oh my gosh, we really are all one. These were some of the initial thoughts that I was having. And then the mushrooms started hitting us so much that we ended up just walking out into a dirt area (laughs) with all of these dead plants. It's actually hilarious. And just laying in the earth and having probably like a six to seven hour experience of just pure bliss. And I will say we were so lucky in the sense that this was a purely blissful experience. It was all light. I didn't have anything scary come up. It was not a scary trip or a scary journey. The way that I have later had other experiences with plant medicine that have been darker, but I genuinely believe that plant medicine, and when I say plant medicine, I mean psilocybin, ayahuasca, anything that you feel called to do from the earth, I really truly believe that plant medicine gives us what we need. So in that experience, I needed to have a light experience. I had never seen anything in the deep darkness yet. I wasn't even really sick yet. hadn't been diagnosed with Lyme. I was covered in hives head to toe, but that's a whole other story. So I was really just going on this spiritual journey. And from there, I mean, I could do a whole episode on this, but I started talking to the plants and the earth and saw the plants turn 
into fully blossomed versions of themselves. So we were surrounded by dead plants because it was the winter, but I started seeing them turn into beautiful flowers in the springtime, summertime, and basically watched the entire life cycle of these plants right before my eyes and just started realizing time is not what we think it is. And that was my first taste of this notion that time doesn't exist, definitely doesn't exist in the way that we think it does. So I started telling Jonathan, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Do you know that time doesn't exist? I can't believe that I thought time on earth as a human was what it was because really it's like life goes by in the blink of an eye, but it's also such a drawn out process, which only we as humans can experience. That's the beauty of being human. We come to this earth and we forget everything that we knew before. And it's all so just crazy. And I saw, I just saw... It sounds crazy to say the meaning of life, but I really did experience the meaning of my life. And I started to communicate with my ancestors and they started to share with me my psychic abilities and my intuitive abilities and what I was here on this earth to do. So whereas I thought Jonathan would be comforting me and guiding me through this plant medicine ceremony, it was actually the opposite where I was comforting him and guiding him through this journey that we were on together. And he was asking me questions about death and life and family and what does it all mean? And I had all of the answers somehow. It was not me who was speaking. It was like this great, great, great grandmother soul who was from the earth, who was part of the earth. And when I looked into his face, I could see everything had shifted. Like I saw patterns in his face. I saw past lives colors that I had never seen before, just codes of emotions and information. And I was just sharing so much with him. And I was fully disconnected from my human body, you guys, to the point where I was saying to him, okay, so Jordan, the human, she's a blogger. Isn't that funny? And <laughs> saying all these things, like I thought that being a blogger was just the funniest, most like unique and interesting job when I was in this space, because I was this great grandmother from the earth, shamanic, witch, tree person. And then I started explaining to Jonathan, I'm a very, very, very old soul and you're a very young puppy soul. And we chose each other in this lifetime because we have, we are each other's polar opposites on a soul journey and we have so much to teach each other. So then I recorded myself just crying and laughing and talking about the meaning of life. And basically it was the ultimate bliss. And then when I started to feel in my body again, we ended up just frolicking around and just going on these beautiful long walks, seeing the desert sunset, which you know, desert sunsets are so beautiful to begin with. But on this psychedelic journey, the sky was like bright purple with all these hot pinks and streaks of orange and everything was just so exquisitely beautiful. And we were just in love with every single moment. So from there, I didn't even know that a microdose journey would be so much smaller than this huge burst of a journey that I had had. And that's why I say, especially for your first time, definitely don't take as much as I did. I had a blissful experience and it was meant to be, but that's because I've learned as the years have gone on that I have so many past lives and so much experience in my past lives with plant medicine. And I was drawn back to plant medicine because it's just part of my soul, part of my spirit. And I feel like I come from the spirit of the plants. I also come from the spirit of the stars and the cosmos. 
but I especially in many ways as a human come from the spirit of the plants and the earth. So then I started microdosing pretty often because another thing I realized when I was on that medicine journey with Jonathan with the psilocybin was that I had no pain. So I said I hadn't been diagnosed with Lyme yet, but I, I was experiencing all of that pain from Lyme, my health had really started deteriorating like six months before that. So I realized all of my pain was gone when I was on this journey. And I wanted to find that again. I wanted to experience that again. So that's when I started exploring microdosing. Luckily, we have a very, very safe, very pure source that we get our psilocybin from. And then I've made a lot of friends who grow their own psilocybin mushrooms and give them to me as gifts. And so I have a lot of different things that I can choose from. And I tend to go through phases where I will microdose frequently, as in like three to four times a week. And then I'll go through phases where I don't microdose for maybe six months at a time because it's just not calling me. And so I find that when it comes to plant medicine, you kind of just have to let the plant medicine guide the way. I believe it will let you know when you when you need it and when you're in that creative headspace where you need that creative spark to really go on those journeys. And when you are in the space where you are needing to just be more human and more grounded and get your human stuff done, then it's probably not the best time to microdose. For example, I remember filling filling out this form for a nutrition response practitioner that I was seeing a couple of years ago. And I had microdosed that morning and I remember thinking, I'm fine. I barely feel it. This is nothing. And I filled out this huge form for my nutrition response practitioner that was supposed to tell her what all of my health ailments were, deficiencies, everything that I was experiencing in my body. But I filled filled out the form backwards. It was like those little bubbles that you have to fill in, like on the SATs. And instead of saying, this is my highest symptom and this is my lowest symptom, I did it all backwards. So when I went in to see her, she was like, okay, so you're experiencing a lot of weight gain and cystic acne and this and that, but you're sleeping amazing and you're always hungry and all this stuff. And I was like, no, this doesn't sound like me. I think you have the wrong person's chart. And then I realized, oh my God, I filled this out backwards. So I would say microdosing on a day where you need to like really be a human and be in the world and drive places and fill out forms, probably not the best time to microdose, but it has definitely helped me both in my spiritual journey, my body healing journey. It has helped me find my optimal nutrition, my optimal approach to life. Um, and so much more happiness when I was experiencing a lot of depression and sadness and fatigue from Lyme it really, really took that away. And while it's not a miracle cure, I think if you're meant to have this experience, then you will find your way to the plant medicine. I've also had friends that have done therapy journeys with psychiatrists who will lead you on a journey with psilocybin. And I think that's a really safe way to do it for people who think that they might end up processing some trauma or going into some traumatic childhood memories. That's not something that I would recommend that you do alone. And overall, it's just, oh, for me, it has just been a beautiful, blissful experience. But take everything that I say with a grain of salt and just check in to see if this is what works for you. 
I think it's best for when you're looking to get into a creative headspace or you're planning to spend time in nature or you're on vacation with someone you love and you end up just having a little bit and it just makes the world a little bit brighter and it just makes everything a little bit more beautiful. And as for that initial journey that I had, I have ended up going on some other journeys where I took either half of that amount or just as much of that amount. And those have been some of my greatest, most life-changing journeys. And I'm just very grateful that I was able to go through those experiences on my own, thankfully, because I think I have these shamanic past lives where I knew what to do and I knew how to work with the medicine. And when I started having scarier journeys, I also knew how to process that. And that was just an innate knowing, which was very, very cool. So I'm so happy that you asked me this question, Quay. This was so fun to answer. And I could do an entire episode on this. So I'm going to have to cut myself off from talking about this for now so we can get into other topics. But definitely send me a message on Instagram if you guys want to hear more about microdosing, mushrooms, and beyond. And I'm happy to bring on an expert to talk about this too. Okay, so Truths by Katie Lynn says, what are your top favorite non-sponsored supplements? Okay, let's get into this. So first, I just want to say, I work with very, very few brands. So if I am ever sponsored by a supplement brand, you can know that it's because I genuinely use it. I say no to about 99.9% of the companies that reach out to work with me. I'm very, very, very picky. So the supplements that I am sponsored by are the ones that I actually use. But let's first of all get into what I'm using on a daily basis. I am loving Mary Ruth's organic supplements right now. I take the liquid probiotic in the morning, the sprayable B12 that tastes like cherry. It's so good. I take the D3K2 supplement from Mary Ruth Organics, and I also take her liquid nighttime multivitamin, which tastes like pineapple. It is so good. And I've noticed a huge difference in my hair, skin, nails, sleep, and digestion since taking her products. I also take a ton of herbal supplements from her that are good for Lyme, like cat's claw and zinc and vitamin C, to name a few. And you can use the code BLONDE for 20% off of all things Mary Ruth's Organics. And then I take a lot of standard process supplements that I get from my Chinese medicine doctor. And those change every week. And I'm hesitant to share what they are because they're tailored for my body, but they're mostly for thyroid, energy, sleep, magnesium, some ailments I have left over for Lyme. I take one called Cholacol, which is for the gallbladder, because what a lot of people don't realize is that when we're detoxing and we process everything through the liver, if it's actually not properly making its way through the gallbladder. Everything gets stuck in the gallbladder and then we're not detoxing at all. So that's why it's good to work with a Chinese medicine practitioner or just someone who is skilled in detox. If you're detoxing from chronic illness or mold or Lyme, And then I've been off and on so many different supplements for mold, specifically this Chinese medicinal herb called permycotoxin. And then I also love, as a total side note, flower remedies from my friend Alexis Smart. I take specific flower remedies that she has created for my body that have helped me so much with not only healing from Lyme and sleeping better, but also just having so much less anxiety and so much more calm. So those are some of my favorites. I hope that helps. A lot of people wanted to know about the supplements that I take. I also love taking a sprayable melatonin before I sleep at night, which really, really helps me sleep. 
Another question that a lot of people had is, have you ever had plastic surgery? Do you have Botox? Have you had a nose job? And it's so funny because I used to never, ever get these questions. And lately I've just been getting them a ton. So I will just answer. I'll just get right into it. I have never had plastic surgery. I'm not against plastic surgery. I have so many friends who have had little enhancements here and there to make themselves feel more confident in their bodies. And I am their biggest supporter and cheerleader leader through the healing process and through all of it, because I honestly think whatever anyone wants to do feels like they want to do for their body and for their confidence and to feel the best in their skin is amazing. I think of it similarly to a lot of the things that I do that are preventative. Like I do preventative acupuncture in the face, which is very anti-aging. I've been doing microcurrent facials for years, which is also very anti-aging and anti-inflammatory. And then the way that I eat is very anti-aging and anti-inflammatory as well. So when I started eating the celestial diet and I started cutting anything processed, salty, sugary, oily out of my diet. I just started to look and feel younger. And that was an amazing feeling. And I'm only 30. So who knows? I am not opposed to anything, any plastic surgery, anti-aging procedures or anything as I age and get a little older. But I do think that the aging process is so beautiful. And for now, I'm really happy to be an influence and a showcase for someone who's just aging naturally, like completely naturally. I've never had Botox and I don't plan on getting Botox because I've been told by both my Lyme doctor and my Chinese medicine doctor that that would be a terrible idea for someone who has the immune system that I do and has had the chronic health and detoxing issues that I do. And I also just for me, I'm not feeling like it's necessary right now. I can't lie and say that I don't look at some of my friends who are my age who have Botox and think, okay, your skin looks perfect. Like you don't even have creases around your eyes when you smile. You don't even have lines on your forehead when you look surprised. And I'm not going to lie and say that that's not appealing to me because it is. I love a youthful, glowy look, but so far completely natural for me. And Botox is not in the cards for me. So that's why I'm really passionate about preventative measures. And I probably will spend even more time and money and energy on those anti-aging facials and anti-aging cleanses and detoxes that I do, because I'm just really interested to see what aging naturally will look like. And someone who I'm really inspired by, who I think is aging naturally in such a beautiful way is Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she, first of all, looks very young for her age and obviously has access to the healthiest food and just incredible healers and treatments and procedures and things, but she also looks like, you know, she looks like she's aging in a natural way. She does not strike me as someone who has had Botox or someone who's had any work done on their face. And I know that at times I've seen people comment on her Instagram and say, you look so old. You look terrible. Like what happened to you? And I just love her response. She's like, um, I'm 48 years old. I'm almost 50. Like, I think I look amazing. And she truly does. But she also, you know, she's got some wrinkles. And I think that that is beautiful. And I'm really, really inspired by her and her natural look. So to answer that question, who knows what the future holds, but I have not had any plastic surgery. I've never had anything done to my face or my body. Um, and no, I have not had a nose job. I think I was blessed with a very cute nose. I've always loved my nose actually. And my mom has had a little nose job. She's Jewish, meaning I'm Jewish, but I think I take after 
my dad's side of the family when it comes to features. So yeah, no nose job, no Botox, no plastic surgery. But I love that question. Keep them coming. I'm an open book. So before we get into the next questions, I want to thank our second sponsor for today's show, Cured Nutrition CBD. So I only take one brand of CBD and that is Cured Nutrition. I've only taken Cured Nutrition CBD for the last two and a half years because I am very loyal to their incredible company, mostly because I love their founder, Joseph Sheehy. He's one of the coolest people that I've ever met in this industry and just so down to earth. And I'm just so excited about everything that he's doing with his brand. And also it is the most pure and potent form of CBD that I've ever tried. It's organic, it's natural, it's sustainable. It's made local to Colorado where their company is based and it really works. So their mint tincture is what I take before I go to sleep. That CBD is incredible. Really, really, really helps me sleep, takes the edge off, takes the anxiety away. And I've been a huge fan of their shea butter pain salve, which I use on my hands and my arms, which is where I get a lot of joint pain from Lyme. And um, I use that every morning and every night. They also have pet CBD that I give to Hudson. If we ever have to take Hudson in the car, like going to the vet or something, or if I ever noticed he's really anxious or hyped up during the day, then I will give him some of the pet CBD. And I also, I'm such a huge fan of the Cured Rise and Cured Aura supplements. I take the Rise in the morning. It is a nootropic. So it's a blend of adaptogens and mushrooms, as well as a little bit of CBD. And it gives you mental clarity and cleaned, sustained energy throughout the day. And I love their Zen, which basically does the opposite at night to help you go to sleep. So you can use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E. You'd think I would know how to spell that by now. Uh, at curednutrition.com for a discount. I believe it gets you 15% off and you're just going to love all things Cured Nutrition. So tag me on Instagram when you try them. Tell me what you think. And now let's get into the next question that you guys sent in. What's it going to be? Okay, Beachside Balance says, advice for those of us who are single and looking to manifest a partner. I love this question because I feel like I completely manifested Jonathan into my life. I was completely single when was this? Uh, 2016. I had been dating somebody off and on for about two years at that point who pretty much was the definition of noncommittal. And although I was like so in love with this person and we had so much in common, we had so much fun together. We went to beautiful dinners every night. We acted like we were in a relationship. We were not in fact in a relationship because this person wouldn't commit to me, didn't want to be with me, always told me, oh, after this happens, we'll be together. Or maybe after this happens, oh, after I do this deal at work, then I'll finally be able to be with you. Well, that went on for like two and a half years. And it really took a toll on my confidence and kind of put me in the position of feeling like, do I even deserve to be with someone where a relationship is easy? And that goes all the way back to my high school years when I was dating a drug addict, amazing person, but yes, he was a drug addict. And, um, I think it just really messed with my self-worth because I always felt like, I guess I'm here starting at the age of 15 to be with someone who is really complicated and be in a relationship that's really complicated. And why, 
why should things be easy for me? Because apparently I can handle complicated things and complex things. And maybe I would be completely bored if the relationship wasn't up and down and dramatic and with all of these really, really painful situations all the time. So I think that followed me into my 20s and all the way into my mid 20s. And then when I ended this relationship with the guy who didn't want to be with me, this was at the end of 2016. And I had been friends with Jonathan for years. I think a lot of you know this story. And I had always, you know, thought that he was such an amazing guy. And I know that we both were very flirtatious with each other, but we were also such good friends. We just didn't even really look at each other in a romantic way. And then at the end of 2016, I sat down and I basically spent six weeks mapping out what I wanted my next year to look like. And I wanted it to be full of love. And I really didn't even have any specific requests when it came to that love. I just wanted a lot of love in my life, be it from friends and family and travel and self-love and maybe a relationship. But I wasn't really fixated on that relationship because I actually felt so free from walking away from that relationship that no longer served me. I just wasn't in a rush to make anything happen. So six weeks, I wrote down everything. I vision boarded. I was at my parents' house in Sacramento and I covered an entire wall with this very aesthetically pleasing, very colorful map of what I wanted my future to look like. And it was extremely specific. And then I did get into relationship aspects, things that I wanted to manifest into my life. And every single thing that I wrote, it didn't even occur to me that I already knew someone who fit the bill for all of these things that I was looking for, which was Jonathan. And never, even crossed my mind. So when I got back to LA right before New Year's, I had Jonathan over and he came on the podcast. You guys can hear that episode if you want to. I think it was episode 11. We were still friends. We were not dating. But during that episode is when I divulged to Jonathan. Yes, I'm single. I'm no longer with, I won't say his name, but Jonathan knew him. And I just hope that my next year is going to be full of a lot of love in a lot of different places. And I remember seeing a light bulb go off in Jonathan's head. And then I thought, I wonder if he is, I don't know. I wonder if he's thinking about us being together because I'm kind of thinking about it, but who knows? And then I was hosting a New Year's Eve event, which was a New Year's Eve yoga class and intention setting event in Brentwood. And so many people came, mostly women, maybe like six men came and Jonathan was one of them. And he kind of surprised me. He told me that day that he was coming. And I was so surprised because most of my friends outside of the blogging world, I expected they wanted to have a partying New Year's, go to a bar, go to a club, drink, do the whole New Year's thing. So it was kind of a big deal that Jonathan showed up. And then while he was there, he was very helpful, very flirty. Basically, he was my co-host. He was helping chuck people in. He helped walk people to their cars at the end of the night and helped clean out the entire studio at like two in the morning because this was a New Year's event. So it went until like 1.30 in the morning. And then that night we had our first kiss and he told me how he felt about me. And I told him that I felt the same way. 
He asked me on a date for the next day, which was January 1st, 2017. We went on that date and the rest was history. Now we're married. He's the love of my life. And I feel like I completely manifested him into my life, not only by writing down specifically what I was looking for, all of the qualities I was looking for, which was someone who was kind-hearted, who was emotionally available, not so much to ask, right? Someone who was into fitness and not just fitness, but someone who was into yoga, who would do hot yoga classes with me, someone who was open to all things spiritual, someone who was interested in being vegan and would maybe go plant-based with me, and someone who loved to travel and go to places like Bali and eat at all the plant-based restaurants and go on yoga retreats. And then I got super specific down to like hair color and religion. I'm Jewish. He's Jewish. He literally fit absolutely everything. And it's just truly amazing how when we get into the headspace of what we're looking for, that's when it it can come. So it wasn't just writing everything down. It was opening up my heart and my mind to align with the energy of what I was seeking. And the energy of what I was seeking was love. So I was walking around the world, like I already had that love. I had a really high vibration. I, my self-worth was improving. Once I ended that previous relationship and I realized if I don't raise my self-worth, if I don't ever walk away from this pattern that I've had since I was 15 years old, I'm never going to have the type of relationship that I want to call into my life. And then I let go of all expectations. I told the universe that I was ready, but that I was in full surrender for anything that was supposed to happen. And then he quickly came into my life. I mean, within a matter of weeks. And yes, he was already in my life, but came into my life in that new way. So I think my top tip would be shift your vibration, know that you are worthy, and then get into the headspace and start doing things that fill you with the feeling that you're looking for in your relationship. So for me, it was love. I started filling my life with trips with my friends, with that yoga class that I hosted, things that would just really, A, put me out there because if you are looking for someone, you do in a way have to put yourself out there and B, just align with what lights me up. And I'm so happy that I did. And I feel like he was fully manifested in my life. And I think he would say the same about me. So if you are looking to manifest love into your life, I would suggest just getting into that headspace, shifting your vibration, getting specific, journaling, getting to know yourself, and then falling in love with yourself so that you can call that love into your life from a really elevated place. Okay, next question. Alex Rose says, do you see yourself living in California full time? The answer is for now, yes. I have been a California girl born and raised. I was born in Sacramento, California, and then I moved to Los Angeles for college in 2009. Oh my God, that sounds like such a long time ago. And then I ended up living in New York for a year. I lived in Italy for a semester. I had a lot of really cool experiences, but I always felt pulled back to California. And even though when I lived in New York, it was one of the happiest times in my life. And New York is one of the only other places that I could see myself living because I was just so at home there instantly. I really missed the weather in California and I really missed my family. And that's what brought me back. After I lived in New York for a little over a year, I felt like if I stay in New York, I think I might stay in New York forever. Like I'm going to meet someone. I'm going to make my life here. It'll be really, really hard for me to leave New York. So I ended up moving back to California pretty much 
impromptu, impulsively on a whim. And it was mostly for weather because I love that year round sun and also to be close to my family. So it's still those reasons that keep me here. Lately, I feel more drawn to places that have a lot of nature. I mean, a place like Montana or Utah or Colorado, uh, Texas, places like that, they really, they really inspire me. And I would be lying if I didn't say that I looked at real estate there all the time. But um, for now, I think, you know, Jonathan and I, we both have our families here, most of our friends. So as long as I'm traveling often, then I could see myself being happy for the long term in California. But we'll see. Never say never. That said, I could definitely see myself living outside of Los Angeles at some time potentially soon, because as much as I love LA and the people here and so much about it, I'm not so much of an LA person anymore. Definitely a California person, but I'm just seeking nature and quiet and solitude and peace. And that's not really synonymous with the city of Los Angeles. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where we end up. The next question is from Monica Vaville. Please share all of your favorite decks that you're using right now. Okay, so I think my top favorite deck that I'm using right now is my friend Lily Ashwell. She was on the podcast recently. You guys should definitely listen to that episode. She has a deck called Heavenly Bodies that is an astrology deck and it's so beautiful. It's so celestial. I always tell her it was definitely channeled from our mutual soul's home. I know that her and I are from the same place, from all of the same planets because I just resonate with that deck so much. I feel like it really speaks to me when I have a question, I ask the deck and it always leads me in the right direction. It doesn't always give me what I want, (laughs) but it gives me what I need. So for example, if I want to pull a Libra with some Aquarius and some Cancer, which is pretty much my birth chart, um, so it's obviously what I resonate with, I'll end up pulling Capricorn with some Scorpio and some dark side of the moon type of card, and then I'll have to decode what that means. So it always gives me exactly what I need, and I think that's what a good deck always does. I also love the deck of character which a lot of people have probably seen on my Instagram. It's that really simple white deck with kind of, it looks like someone has just sharpied the whole deck. And that is made by a girl named Hannah, who's an incredible channeler. I highly recommend doing a session with her where she pulls cards and you can ask her questions and she channels on them. She helped me so much. So I pull from the deck of character probably every day. And then I'm such a fan of my Starseed Oracle decks from Rebecca Campbell. I think a lot of you have seen those on my Instagram too. So those three decks are on repeat for me right now. And a lot of people have been telling me that I need to create a deck of my own. And I'm so interested in doing that. There's a few things I'm interested in doing. So I'm trying to pare down on what I focus on right now. But I think that that would be so fun and so cool. So let me know if that's something that you would like to see. Just comment on my Instagram and tell me because I think that would be awesome. So I love those decks. I'm so into them. I feel like I also have a lot of past lives pulling tarot and reading cards. So pulling cards every day is definitely a part of my spiritual practice, which leads me into this really beautiful question that came in. Let me find it from, um, sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but the Drost effect. Do you set aside specific time for your spiritual practice and what does that include? Or are you regularly connecting all day, every day? So that's a really good question. 
I am so not a regimented person or a scheduled person. I think a lot of you know that. I know my friends and family definitely know that. So the answer to that question is I don't have a super specific spiritual practice that I stick to every day because I tend to do things when they light me up. And if I feel like I have to do something or I feel forced to do it for whatever reason, it's not going to be fun for me. But that said, my spiritual practice keeps me going. It keeps me connected. It's a part of my every moment in my every day. So if I start my day by looking at my phone and getting immersed in the Instagram and email world versus having, um, a little bit of time with myself to journal and meditate or read the daily stoic and then get into my headspace of channeling the Pleiadians or speaking to my ancestors and working on my intuitive connection, then yeah, that's going to shift my day a lot. So I try to focus every day on what feels good and what's going to serve me the best in my day and serve my heart and serve the people around me. And that's pretty much what keeps me, I guess, regimented on any type of schedule with my (laughs) spirituality. But I think it's really just, it's really just a intuitive feeling and an intuitive knowing And if I'm doing something and it's just not flowing, then I will always step away and regain that spiritual connection, either by meditating or going on a walk or taking some time with myself, making a phone call to somebody that I love, getting back into the flow, back into a flowy headspace, and then returning to whatever I'm doing. And that always really helps me a lot. And then I try to channel the Pleiadians, the light beings pretty much every day because they have such wisdom for me. And I've also found when I'm not purposely channeling them, they come through anyway. They like to remind me that so much of what I share and so many of the ideas and downloads that I have come from them to begin with. So Um, even when I don't think I'm channeling and working on my spiritual connection, a lot of info and a lot of wisdom is always coming from them. And then if I feel really disconnected from my spiritual practice for a few days at a time, which definitely can happen, I will open a book that takes me back to that spiritual feeling. So A Course in Miracles always does that for me. Anything Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer always does that for me as well as the book Bringers of the Dawn. We can leave a link in the show notes. That is a Pleiadian channeled book that is all about um, basically Pleiadian wisdom on this planet. And I've probably read it five times in the last five years. And it always gives me something new and gives me what I need. So I hope that that question, or I hope that that answer to your question helps. Claudia Crystal says, what has been your process of finding balance between all things celestial and the structure, aka 3D life? Well, that is a very good question and a very timely question because this is something that I think about all the time. I find myself sitting here asking myself existential questions about life very frequently. And sometimes I can feel like I'm the only one. Like I look around and think, how do people just live their freaking life and wake up every day and do the same thing and go to restaurants and order food and go to bachelorette parties and drink and like just live their life and not ask themselves these deeper questions. And I don't say this in a judgmental way. It's obviously my perception of like people, quote unquote, people separate from me, even though I know deep down on a spiritual level, none of us are separate at all. Um, I just look around sometimes and I'm like, am I the only one who's questioning the entire meaning of the entire universe? Because 
I don't understand how we're here, why we're here, what we're doing here. What's the point? Should I just be like dedicating my life to a life of service? What is the point of even living like an individual life if we are all one? Or really what's the point then of like not living life to the fullest on the flip end of the spectrum because we are here for such miraculous above and beyond comprehensible reasons. And it is a true once in a lifetime, big bang theory type of miracle that we are even here on this planet at this time. And then that makes me want to go like, just jump around and meet everybody and live life to the fullest and just feel so connected to every other person that's walking this planet at this time, because we clearly chose to all be here together. So I flip flop between all of those thoughts, probably every single day. And it was really helpful for me to recently have a conversation with a really good friend of mine, Jenna, to know that I'm not alone in having these feelings and these thoughts, because sometimes I can start to feel a little bit crazy. Like, how is it so easy for everybody else to be a human? And for me, I'm constantly thinking about the meaning of life, but I've, I've found a way to really turn that into a beautiful thing versus a why me, or I'm different or I'm not from here type of situation. Um, Cause I, I really do think it's beautiful. And I know that we all have our purpose here on this earth. And my purpose is definitely more of a spiritual teacher, spiritual leader, spiritual guide type of place to be, especially because of my very old soul and all the lives that I've lived. And to bring it back to that mushroom journey that I talked about in the beginning, that shamanic, very from the earth, from the soil type of great grandmotherly soul. So I can really appreciate myself and my differences then to know that I can both live in this 3D world with my human body and deal with all my physical ailments and connect with other humans that might not think about these things all the time, while also channeling all of these existential sorry, that is a very hard word to say sometimes, existential 5D thoughts into really beautiful work that I really hope inspires people and ignites people's souls and shines and serves as a guiding light to other people who think about these things too. So I think to be honest, the way that I strike a balance between the two is I live my life and I see my family and I see my friends and I do the human thing and I live in the moment and I just enjoy life for what it is and soak all the goodness out of life. But then when I'm feeling more introspective and I always set aside time for myself to reflect for hours every day because I'm a reflector and that's what I need and I need that alone time to recharge, then I pour all of those thoughts and all of that reflective energy into something that either serves my soul or I know will serve the soul of other people. So this podcast, for example, doing a podcast that is very spiritual, very rooted in the 5D, talking about things like Pleiadians and psilocybin, mushroom journeys, et cetera, um, versus just living a bit more of like a stereotypical material life where I go off and do all the human things. And I definitely have to have a balance because trust me, trust me when I say sometimes I come back from an ayahuasca journey or um, even a really deep meditation or a really powerful Reiki healing with a really powerful teacher. And 
I just think I can't, I can't do the normal things anymore. I cannot live in LA. I cannot pretend to be normal. I cannot even put on a fake face to sit at like a dinner with people who may or may not think about this type of stuff. Like I just can't because I don't feel like I can relate. Um, and not in a judgmental way, more of just like, I have definitely changed and shifted kind of way. But then I remember we are here to be human and it's such a beauty. It's such a gift. And it's such a miracle that we're even here at all. So I find that balance by channeling that energy into beautiful things, writing future books, fiction, the podcast, the celestial diet, which is huge. So lately, all of this year, I've channeled all of my energy into the celestial diet and lifestyle and knowing that this diet and lifestyle opens people's intuitions, introduces them or brings them deeper into awakening and raising their frequency, their ascension, raising their vibration. And also channeling my energy into plant-based food, creating plant-based recipes for people, guiding people nutritionally into a healthier way of life, because I really do believe that all spiritual 5D ascension journeys begin with opening people's minds and opening people's hearts to treating their bodies better and becoming pure vessels and pure channels for the light. So... I'm still trying to find a balance because I don't enjoy a lot of the typical 3D things, but I surround myself with a soul family, I like to call it, of people who are on a similar wavelength. And then I remind myself that the people who are not on a similar wavelength have so much to teach me as well about being human. And I have so much to teach them. So life is such an intricate dance and we are all such reflections of each other. So I definitely encourage you if you are ascending to the fifth dimension and you're interested in all these things to remember to also stay grounded because we did come here to live on this earth for a reason and stay grounded is all relative. That's going to mean something different to each and every person, but find those human things that do connect you because the last thing we want is to feel lonely and isolated and sad just because we are different and we're experiencing different things. And I also take a lot of time for myself and my own introspection and reflection, and that helps me a lot. So I love this question so good before we get into some of the final questions and I talk more about the celestial diet and lifestyle I would love to thank our third sponsor for today's episode Olipop Olipop is the healthy soda alternative that everybody needs to know about. It tastes just like the sodas that we all grew up with, but without the spoonfuls of sugar and artificial ingredients. They have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, or orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and strawberry vanilla. My favorite flavor right now is the strawberry vanilla because I've been on a strawberry kick lately, maybe because it's almost summer or maybe because it just tastes amazing. But I was so excited the other day I was in this little restaurant in Santa Monica and they had a whole refrigerator full of Olipop. I was with my cousin and she was like, you love these. I'm going to try it. And she fell in love and started ordering Olipop with the code blonde, which gives a big discount. And I was just so excited to introduce another person in my life to Olipop. They use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. And what I think a lot of people don't know is that 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake, which is 30 grams. So if you're still drinking regular soda, just know that regular soda exceeds 
30 grams typically and are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. Olipop is very low in sugar. They have to be, of course, to be TBB approved. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. They're so confident that you will love their products. They offer a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. We've worked out an exclusive deal for our TBB listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P pop.com slash blonde. This discount is only valid for their variety pack. Olipop can also be found in 3000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, and Erewhon. Enjoy. And now let's get into some of the final questions for today's episode. Okay. So everybody wants to know a lot more about the celestial diet and lifestyle, which makes sense because I have honestly barely talked about it at all. I mean, I've talked about it a lot. I should take that back, but I have not given a lot of detail about what it is, what's coming, what all the details are, what the specifics are, if you will, because it's just been in such creation mode and now it's birthed into the world so I can finally talk about it. So let me start by telling you what the seven pillars of the celestial diet and lifestyle are. So number one is intuition and healing. Number two is detox. Number three is anti-inflammatory and cruelty-free life, aka plant-based life for the good of our bodies and for all living beings everywhere on the planet. Number four is awakening. Number five, movement. Number six, nature. And number seven, frequency and ascension. And if that doesn't mean a lot to you, just hearing what the seven pillars are, just know that it'll make a lot more sense once you dive into the program. The program itself is a seven-day nutrition and meditation program that is an all-encompassing lifestyle guide for a full mind-body-spirit transformation. So whether you suffer from chronic illness, inflamed skin, bloat and indigestion, sluggishness, unexplained weight gain, or if you simply know that there's a healthier, more spiritually in tune version of you that you have yet to connect to, then you're in the right place. So throughout the program, I provide you with the guidance that you need to detoxify, to reawaken to your soul's true nature, to crowd out your previous diet with delicious plant-based foods, support your body with meditation and better habits, and shift your lifestyle for the long term. So this is not about a quick fix. This is a truly healing program. This program really goes deep and covers awakening on the deepest of cellular levels that I have ever studied or experienced in my own personal life. So this is really based off of the healing that I've experienced over the last five years, healing from Lyme and mold and also going on a spiritual awakening journey, opening my intuition and my psychic abilities, and even working with my medium, Nikki, who really helped me bring this program to life. She reminded me so many times because her job is to coach and mentor people through their intuition and their awakening journey of psychic abilities. She has reminded me so many times that this diet, this nutrition program is so needed because people start to awaken and they don't know why they are not going deeper. 
They don't know why they're blocked from intuitive messages or why they're not contacting their ancestors or feeling in tune with their angels and their guides. And that's because the way that we eat in this 3D world is very dense. It's full of so many foods that don't necessarily do the best for our bodies and can just leave us feeling really sluggish really out of place and really, really not good and not in our power. So the nutrition aspect of the program is all about bringing us back to our most empowered, most in tune, clear channels and our highest selves. When you join us on this journey, you'll also be joining an incredible community of like-minded humans who are going through it with you that provide the support and accountability that you need to stick to it. So I will be guiding this program live from June 7th to June 13th. So that's seven days. Full meal plan is laid out for you. One to two meditations every day, including walking meditations, seated meditations, and nature meditations that I'm so excited about, and including journaling prompts every day. And I think what a lot of people want to know is, can you do this when you also have a busy life and you're juggling kids and career and all that stuff? And the answer is yes. The recipes are super simple. They're so, so, so simple. I wanted to make them even more simple than my 22-day detox or anything else that I've put out there because I wanted this to just be so accessible, not only for you guys, but for me. Because when I create a program, I first and foremost create what I need and what I'm looking for. And this is everything that I'm looking for and more. So yes, it will require probably like an hour out of your day to do the meditations and the journaling prompts. And this is your time to pour your own cup, to feel really good, to put yourself first and to fill all the way up so that you can go back to being there for the people in your lives fully, 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 and feeling so much better and so much more like yourself when you're finished. And I'm really encouraging people to do the seven days and then do them again and again, because this is a full lifestyle overhaul. This is not a quick fix, like I said. And then if you have more FAQs, more questions, I have a whole FAQ section on thebalancewand.com slash celestial dash diet. We will put the link in the show notes that has a note from me. Um, lots of details about it. You'll start to see the vibe, the seven pillars and everything that you will get if you join us for this seven day program. I also go deep in the program on the concept of spiritual fullness, which I'm really excited to share. That's a concept that's been coming to me for the last couple of years. And I didn't really know how to integrate it into anything that I was creating until this. So this is how to fill up on love rather than fear or food. And that helps guide us toward an intuitive relationship with the food on our plate so that we don't find ourselves overeating, undereating, or stuffing ourselves with food rather than filling up on our spiritual relationship with our higher self above. So, oh my God, there's also guidance to channeling, awakening, ascending, shifting your frequency, the healing powers of nature and movement and beyond. And if you sign up for the live round, you will also receive two bonus meditations as well as an audio introduction to the course. So the regular program will have seven meditations and this live version has nine. 
plus the recorded intro segment. And the final, final day to sign up for that is going to be June 12th at midnight. So I really hope you'll join us. It's going to be so special and I'm so excited about it. So let me answer a couple final questions, more rapid fire style. So, okay, let's see here. Um, Lauren Hendricks says, is food combining going to be included in the Celestial Lifestyle Program? The answer is yes. There's a bunch of details on how to food combine, what it is, and and how to include it in this lifestyle. And then Amanda from A Dawn Gal says, are you still food combining? And the answer is yes. I'm not 100% rigid with anything I do at this point. Like this morning, I had an acai bowl with paleo vegan granola on it. It was so good. So I mixed the granola with the fruit and I'm just not rigid. I'm not dogmatic about pretty much anything that I do anymore because that's where my intuition has guided me to. But that said, I followed food food combining pretty strictly for about three years, which really served me at that time. So I find that our relationship to food and our intuition with it really ebbs and flows. And the more that we are connected to our own intuition and our own needs and our own desires, and where our body is at any given time and space, it is so much easier to listen to our intuition versus look to someone else for rules or um, compare ourselves to anybody else. And I find that to be really, really helpful. So I do food combine most of the time because let's just say I was at my sister's house the other night and I ate a delicious eggplant. Um, it's called eggplant lasagna from Erewhon, but there's no pasta in it but it's like this delicious cashew type of eggplant dish. And then afterwards, my sister and my nieces were eating these cuties and this really, really fresh strawberries from the farmer's market. And it just looked so good. And even though I know better in my own body, I started eating them. I had two cuties. I had a bunch of strawberries and I felt horrible. Like I haven't felt that bad in a really long time where I just felt bloated out to like, 10 feet in front of me. Seriously, I had so much pain, so much gas. I couldn't even function for the next, gosh, like five to six hours. I didn't sleep well. It was horrible, all because I had some fruit for dessert. So I do know my body well enough to know that fruit at the end of the day for dessert is not going to serve me well. But if I'm going to have a little bit of paleo granola on my acai bowl in the morning, that tends to be pretty much fine for me. Um, So again, it's all about knowing your body. I could do a whole episode on this too, but we do go deep into this and how to get to know your body and how to strengthen that intuition in the celestial diet and lifestyle program. Okay, let's see here. I'm going to answer two more questions. Elizabeth Marie Connor says, are you still thinking about the bees? How are you feeling? How are you? Okay, so when she says the bees, she's talking about bee venom therapy for Lyme. And for now, the answer is no. Because of where I am in my life and my healing, I actually don't feel that the bees are necessary for me right now. I've come a really long way in my healing with my Chinese medicine doctor, my spiritual practices, my herbal protocol, the celestial diet and lifestyle. And I don't feel called at this time to bee venom therapy for healing. But I have had so many friends who had has worked wonders for. So I'm really happy for them. And if you're doing it, Elizabeth, I hope it's really working for you because I do believe in it. And I'm not going to say that I'll never do it. I just don't feel like now is the time for me to do it. 
And then how am I feeling overall? I'm feeling pretty good. My heart is happy. I'm excited. Beyond the celestial diet, I have so much to share with you guys that's been going on, things that I've been working on that I'll be able to talk more about soon. I'm getting back to my regular blogging schedule. I did a blog post today called, what did I call it? Um, let's see here. Okay. It's called, it's time for a life update. And I'm back from my blogging hiatus. If you want to search for that on my blog. And I'm just happy to be getting back into the rhythm of things. I was kind of in a funk for a couple months, like feeling weird about everything opening up again and just feeling like I really want to bring so much of what I learned and what I valued during this time in quarantine back into my life. And so I was in kind of a funk, just like, how do I navigate this time? I'm very reflective. I loved the alone time and now the world is ramping up again. And I feel like I'm past that now. I'm really grateful to be reunited with people, having more fun again. Um, I'm excited to start traveling again, hopefully soon. I don't know when that will be or where Jonathan and I will go, but we do have a lot of friends getting married this year. So I think that'll be really fun. So thank you for asking me how I'm doing. I feel like I'm doing really well. And then Liza Johnson says, have you ever gone on a spaceship when you astral travel? And for me, I don't think so, unless I've done it in my sleep and in my dreams. I've never seen the whole spaceship thing. I know a lot of people say that they have, and I think that's so cool. But for me, the channeling and the astral traveling is much more um, visual, yet it's more of like claircognizance, which is just the knowing. Like, I just know when the downloads are coming through and I feel them so deeply and um, and I can hear things. I'm very auditory, but the visuals that happen in my sleep, it's more like I see light beings. Um, oh my gosh. I watched the movie soul the other night, finally on Disney plus that people have been telling me about forever. And it's so good. And I see a lot of that. Honestly, I see a lot of, um, the colors that I saw in that movie soul, even way before I saw the movie, that kind of celestial heavenly soul realm is very much what I see, not really the spaceship type of stuff. And then finally, final question I'll answer. Everybody wants to know what TV shows are you loving right now? What's good on Bravo right now, etc. Because you know, I love me some reality TV. And I'm so excited that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back on, um, by the time this episode comes out, I think a couple of the episodes will be out, but I just watched the first one of the new season a couple of days ago. I think it's going to be really good. I'm happy that Kathy Hilton is a friend. I think she's going to be really interesting to have on there. I'm excited to see what has gone on with Erica and Tom Girardi. I think all of us Housewives fans are so excited to see what happens there. I mean, I feel for Erica. It seems like such a difficult situation. But as a fan, I cannot wait to watch and see what happens. Um, I've been watching old reruns of Real Housewives of Orange County because it's like, it's the way that I calm down at the end of the day. People might think that's crazy because I'm such a spiritual out there person, but it's kind of like a meditation for me. It, it takes my mind off of my life and just helps me focus on something just so trivial. So like guilty pleasure, which is definitely my guilty pleasure. I love it. 
Some other shows that I've loved lately, Jonathan and I have binge watched This Is Us during the entire quarantine. And I'm devastated that we're basically at the end. And there's only one more episode of this season because I feel like This Is Us is my family now. The people in it are just the best. And it's my favorite show to watch. I also watched Behind Her Eyes, which a lot of you guys told me to watch on Netflix. It was honestly terrifying. (laughs) It was so good. But the final episode terrified me to my core. I don't know if that shit is possible, but it was really interesting to see um, a TV show focused on astral traveling in the mainstream. But like, oh my God, such evil characters, such evil people in that show. So those are a couple things I've been watching lately. For some reason, I can't think of that many other things right now. But the movie Soul that I mentioned on Disney Plus, if you haven't seen it, you must. Even if you are not typically into animated movies, it is next level good. I'm so happy to see a Disney movie that is about spiritual things. And it's just so cool that kids are going to grow up watching that kind of stuff now. It really shows me that the world is shifting and that makes me so happy. So I will save the rest of your questions for an upcoming solo episode again. And for newsletter Q&A, sign up for my newsletter if you haven't yet. It goes out every other Monday and it's one of my favorite places to pour my energy into. And definitely, definitely consider signing up for the Celestial Diet and Lifestyle. I'm over the moon about it. It's finally out and in the universe. And the live version starts on June 7th. So if you buy it now, you can get started. You can get ready for that live version or you can just start it today and then join in with the live calls during the live version if you feel called. It's going to be so special and so good. The two live calls will be June 7th and June 13th. So we'll do a kickoff and then kind of a wrap up at the end. I'll answer all your questions. It's going to be really personal and intimate and so fun. And honestly, I just haven't been this excited about any creation in so long. So the link for that can be found in the show notes. And finally, thank you to our sponsors, Sakara Life, Cured Nutrition, and Olipop. All of those discount codes and links can be found in the show notes as well. And let me know what you're loving. Come say hi on Instagram and on the blog. Send in your requests for solo topics and for guests. I hope everybody has such a beautiful soul on fire day. This was so fun. I'm so happy that we got to catch up and connect in this way. I could do solos every week. Honestly, they're my favorite. And I'm just sending you so much love. So can't wait. Come join us. Also, the meditations and the celestial lifestyle are like next level, totally channeled from above. They're really special. My favorite meditations that I've ever done. And if you want to get a feel for my meditations, listen to the cosmic meditation that I put out in January and just see if my meditations resonate with you and then dive into the program. If you feel called, you have a couple more days to sign up. I love you guys so much. Hope everybody everybody has the best day. Mwah.